Welcome to Healing Wisdom, a Thursday morning talk show featuring guests sharing their stories and knowledge. We discuss the healing aspects of the arts, metaphysics, social justice, and adventure through all types of terrain. So join me, Pandora Peoples, here on WOMR 92.1 FM in Provincetown and WFMR 91.3 FM in Orleans. We're streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. Wisdom guest this morning is Venezuelan Canadian singer Eliana Cuevas. Her new album, Seré Libre, I Will Be Free, explores loss and grief, the deaths of her father and grandfather, and her mission to continue the traditions they taught her. Welcome, Eliana. The album has this beautiful orchestration and it's a fusion of this African and Venezuelan and also Western classical music. You created this Angel Falls Orchestra to realize this dream. So can you talk about your mission? For years, I've been dreaming, you know, about about performing with an orchestra, right? It was something that I, that I wanted to be able to do. And in the last few years, uh, Jeremy, who is, he's my husband, you know, and he's also the, the conductor and our arranger and musical director. He also had been looking at the possibility of, doing more orchestration. He's a, an in- incredibly skilled musician. So we, we decided to, uh, to put together this orchestra, right? Uh, it wasn't an easy task. It took a lot, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of work to, to come up even like with like, you know, from, from choosing the songs to putting together the team, to getting the funds to be able to make it happen. I mean, this was a very long, very long process. We wanted to just create, you know, create something beautiful, uh, something inspiring, something that that was true to to our hearts as well, you know, where we could actually 
where we could actually connect, you know, uh, with, with one of our passions, you know, music and perform and then and share it with the world. And for me, it was also a, a wonderful opportunity, you know, to showcase my tradition, you know, like the, some of the classics from Venezuela and, uh, and to also highlight some of the beauty Venezuela has to offer. That's why um, I named it after the tallest waterfall in the world, the Angel Falls, which is in, uh, in Venezuela, you know, as a way to, to bring, to shine a bit of light to, to a place that is rich and beautiful. And that even though it has been struggling for so many years with, you know, economical and political problems, it has a great deal to offer to the world. So, yeah, it, it, you know, I, I felt that that was a, an important thing to do, you know, to to share, you know, with the world. And uh, and also for Jeremy, you know, who is an extremely versatile and creative artist, you know, to 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 write these orchestrations was a, a wonderful opportunity. And we care so greatly about what we have done here and we are so thankful and grateful to all the people because it took so many people you know all the people su who supported our vision it, it was you know, it's so many so many people you know from the musicians to to you know our friends and family and the sound engineers you know it's a lot a lot of people now uh one of the one of my hopes one of my long-term goals with this orchestra you know here here in Toronto we have uh, and here in Canada you know there is there are a lot of incredible musicians too right and I, I live here now I'm originally from Venezuela but this is where I live and I, I'm always in contact with with a lot of just gifted artists in this community but we don't often get the opportunity to perform in an orchestral setting. And like, you know, artists that are in the in the jazz uh, and world music communities, you know, we don't we don't have a lot of opportunities. There are some opportunities, but not not many. And we all love like a lot of every everybody that I come in contact with, you know, talk about the possibility of performing with an orchestra. Everybody's like, oh, I'd love to do that, you know. So I am hoping in the long term that with this orchestra that we have created. Uh, we can we can share, you know, and bring in other wonderful artists and collaborate with other artists um, and do more and just create music, you know, that is uh, that that will hopefully, you know, touch people's hearts and uh, and help them, you know, <laughs> uh, in their day, you know, to have a better day, you know, because I find that music has healing powers, you know. So, you know, this is kind of my long-term goal. It's a very ambitious. I mean, this project in its own was a very ambitious project uh, for us to, to you know, do. We're going to continue working very hard to do more with the Angel Falls Orchestra and to keep sharing yeah, our passion, you know, with other people and, and hopefully touching their hearts as well. Cerca, cerca está. 
your relationship with your father and your grandfather my my family was uh, is a very musical family my father used to play the cuatro and uh, it has four strings cuatro in spanish means four my father used to used to play it he used to play the guitar he used to play the mandolin he used to play you know and and so did my grandfather when i was growing up i always used to sing with my dad and at all family reunions he used to make music too and he used to play you know, traditional songs, Venezuelan songs. So I always think of him, you know, when I think about Venezuelan music. And he passed away uh, when I was 11. And at that point, my grandfather, my mother's dad, so, so from the other side of the family, he moved in with us and my grandmother as well. And my grandfather, he also loved music and played mandolin and played, you know, cuatro. And, and he even wrote, you know, some songs, um, but he, he always would ask me to sit with him and play. So I would, I would, you know, he taught me how to play the cuatro. I play a little bit, um, and he would ask me to, to accompany him. So basically, after school, you know, we would often sit in the afternoons, and I would just play the cuatro, and he would play the mandolin, and I would accompany him. So I feel like I can connect with them through music because they they love it so much. And even some of my other relatives, like my my father's siblings, and like they, they still make music in Venezuela. So it's always been a big part of, of my family, you know, even though none of them were professional musicians. I was the one who ended up <laughs> on this path, you know, but, but yeah, music has always been a big part of my family. And I feel that they're, you know, by my side, even my, my dad and my grandfather, that my grandfather also passed away when I was 17 uh, later on. I, I feel that, you know, that I can, that they're with me, you know, when I, especially when I make music and that's. Yeah, I often dedicate uh, some of my songs to them and uh, some of the songs that I have written, like a couple of the songs on this album, um, Nacera is one of them and uh, Lamento is another one. I mean, Nacera uh, is a song that is about the idea of uh, life after death because I, I feel very strongly, you know, this is just my personal belief, you know, and I respect uh, whatever people believe. But for me, you know, the way the way that I see it is that once you know we leave the physical world, you know our, our hearts, our, our energy, our souls are still around. So I and I feel that they're still by my side. And um, and then the other song, Lamento, um, that one is you know it's about well when we lose people we we love, um, there is a hole right that that is a gap of a, a space that is left in in our hearts and. I feel that even when we recover from losing somebody that uh, we love, it's not that that gap 
goes away or that that space you know that hole that that they leave you know it's it's there we just we just learn to live with it but it's it's just there right uh forever so so that's um that's what lamento is all about you know yeah Venezuelan folk song Caballo Viejo. Yes, so that song is is a song about love. You know, it's very poetic, and it, and it, the way that it, that it uh, you know gives its message is by by talking you know about about the life uh, in the countryside in Venezuela, and it was written by one of our most beloved composers, Simon Diaz who, you know, it's not around anymore, but he he left quite a legacy of music. And, um, and of course, you know, the arrangement uh, on the recording was was written by by Jeremy. It's very unique, you know, it's a very unique take on this song. Cuando el amor 
llegas y de esta manera uno no se da ni cuenta El carotel reverdece y el guamachito florece y la soga se revienta Caballo le dan sabana porque está viejo y cansado Pero no se da ni cuenta que un corazón amarrado Cuando le sueltan las riendas el caballo de boca Y si una potra la sana caballo viejo se encuentra El pecho se le deja y no hace caso a falsar Y no lo obedece el freno ni lo pagan falsas riendas So thank you so much for joining us today, Eliana Cuevas. Your beautiful album is out now. It's Sere Libre. Thank you for having for having me, for inviting me. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoy the album. We're now joined by Japanese guitarist Hiroya Tsukamoto. He will be performing at the Wellfleet Preservation Hall this Saturday night. That's Saturday, May 20th at 7pm and you can go to wellfleetpreservationhall.org for tickets. Welcome Hiroya, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me, Pandora. So your new album is beautiful, it's Red River Canyon 
Yeah. Playing is very calming, fluid, and your voice adds this other dimension and texture to the songs. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about the influences and experiences that led you to create the songs in this album? So this album I recorded uh, last spring in northern part of Alabama, the place called the Little River Canyon, which is uh, almost at the edge of the Appalachian Mountains, a southern edge of the Appalachian Mountains. And there's a beautiful river and uh, waterfalls. And also there's a recording studio uh, right near the canyon. Um, I, I, I've been there several times in the past and I had a great experience in the area. And the, so I went down last spring, I had some shows, but before doing shows, I arrived earlier and recorded all the songs there. And most of the songs in the album were uh, the songs I composed uh, last three years during the pandemic time, which was at home here in New York. And in the beginning, I thought I didn't have any inspiration because uh, I was not traveling at all. But uh, in a way, it was a good opportunity to, for me to just face to music itself. And I was still able to compose some new music. So that's uh, music. It's kind of mellow songs, but lots of them are not so bright, but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> it came out naturally. It's for nervous, me, so. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't ver- you couldn't evoke the tortured artist. Or... <laughs> well, yeah. I that's what's so profound about it. It's mm-hmm. it feels very zen. There's a lot of subtlety. I mean, your voice adds a texture. You know, the the guitar playing feels just pure, so purely elemental because of your dexterity, because of the detail of your playing, because of the fluidity. To me, it just uh, embodies or invokes the elements. Thank you.
Can you talk about adding the vocals? What are you thinking about when you're singing and playing? Uh, basically, uh, you know, I play a lot of solo guitar, just a single guitar, right? And there are six strings. And I mean, I can do many things with a six string guitar, but uh, sometimes I feel like uh, I'm missing the part and the melody is not strong enough. And uh, sometimes I do like, a, I make a, like a very complicated arrangements so that I can play all the parts by myself, like a kind of technically challenging thing. But also I oftentimes, I feel like uh, if I do that, music gets not so natural, you know, doing like so much like, I don't know, like details and, you know, like kind of too much. So in that case, I just add the voice as a second melody and doubling the melody line. And I use a voice almost like a, yeah, just an instrument for the arrangement, you know, musically. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Cool. Yeah, yeah. you can really hear that. <laughs> Um, so what's, what's next for you? Uh, and are you already as you're touring? Cause you've been touring a lot the last year, correct? Yeah. Since especially last year, things are picking up. Yeah. So I travel a lot. Yeah. Do you write as you go? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> cool. So you're going to be at the Welfare Preservation Hall this Saturday. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about the show? Yes, so I played at uh, the preservation hall last summer for the first time, and I love the space very much. Um, it's a beautiful place and still intimate. And uh, so what I do is a mixture of uh, original music and some stories, and I use uh, electronics uh, to uh, create multiple layers uh, with the guitar and voice. So sometimes I sounds like uh, almost like a one-man orchestra, but also sometimes I just uh, don't use that tool and just play pure acoustic guitar. And so entire show I try to make it dynamic and yeah, it's almost like a journey. listening to Healing Wisdom at Outermost Radio. All of our shows are podcasts at WOMR.org. Also check out HealingWisdomRadioShow.com and contact me at Pandora at WOMR.org. Theme music is provided by Mazen. You can find her website at mazenmusic.com. That's M A E S Y N.